<laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's bring this thing together. Let's do it. Okay. Are we ready? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 38 of Talk Story. You're live on Thank You Surfing. We are here at First Surf Shop in South Beach, Miami. Um, it's the 11th of October. We're already almost towards the end of the year. Yeah. And uh, the fall. It's the fall. Summer's over. Hopefully that means some surf kind of picks up a little bit more. We've had a little waves last week. Yeah. Surf up coast has been kind of pretty decent with some swell. I heard there's waves this week too, on Monday or something. Coming up, and uh, we've got our forecast coming up. With we don't have Bradwells, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do the intros first before we get ahead of ourselves. I'm Christian De La Iglesia, our first surf shop. Uh, do not adjust your screens. Bradley Wells is not here. He is off today because uh, he isn't feeling well. So we'll go ahead and hope you feel better, Bradley. Uh, filling in as our co-host, we have Fulvia, as well as Anouk, some of our local girls. And our guest for today is Pedro of Pudo Surf down in El Salvador. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, Let's go ahead and just jump into kind of the weekly happenings for the most part and what's going on. You're in town, right? And you're only in town for like a day. Just a night. What is that? Just you're on a layover, going somewhere else. Layover from DR. I was in DR for a couple I saw nights. That. Yeah. How were the waves? I surfed this morning. And? And it was like chest ahead high. Oh, there Sounds horrible. <laughs> no, it was terrible. It was fun. It was fun. There was a little wind on it, but it was fun. All right. Yeah, man. I you know I had to take advantage. And you're For here sure. just to kind of visit family or? No, I lay over and uh, see family, obviously. You know, I don't get to see them that much living in El Salvador. But, yeah, just came for the night, lay over, called you up, see what you're doing. And, and boom, it's serendipitous. You're just like, you well, sure enough, we've got a show going on tonight. Wow. Uh, past that this week, uh, not really much going on. We, uh, we, uh, the surf shop had its 10th anniversary little fiesta last week. We reached that 10-year marker, which is pretty epic. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. We're pretty stoked on that. We're pretty stoked on that. Um, past that, I know moving forward, uh, Anouk, you are traveling next week. <gasps> Shocking. Yeah, yeah so you're I'm always going, going to. to the city where I was born, Paris. In Paris. This is my first show there as an artist. Uh, I mean, a big one. It's the FIAC, which is a modern art show. It's going to be in, under the glass pyramids in the Louvre. And it's uh, just a weekend. I'm represented by an Austrian gallery. So Congrats. sick. Thank you. Um, yeah. If people wanted to check out your artwork now, where could they go see it? They can go on Instagram, uh -huh. Jorda, and I'm launching my website at the end of the week, anukjorda.com. Awesome. Okay. We'll go ahead and probably clip that onto our oh, YouTube and thank you. people kind of get mm -hmm. it going. Fulvia, you got anything going on? Some push-ups, <laughs> some jumping jacks. Yeah. Maybe put somebody in a pretzel with jujitsu. You got it. You, <laughs> you got it. I'm your girl. Scary, After the sixth beer, you might be able to do it, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, they're all you. I mean, look at yeah, that. Like, Jeez. Yeah. We, I support we, the environment, so you know. Yeah. Uh, before we yeah. continue to move forward, uh, the surf shops actually picked up a beer sponsorship uh, as of today. We're pretty stoked on it. House beer from Venice, California. Uh, pretty stoked. They yeah, only do one it. beer. <laughs> they do one beer done right. And past that, it's always in good taste. So we're kind of stoked. It's, it's a pretty good light beer. Uh, I'm pretty amped on it. And I mean, you fill my fridge up with beer. I'm not going to say no, especially yeah. when it's good beer. So thank you, House Beer, for making it happen and uh, thank you. giving us the kudos. Past that, uh, in weekly happenings, let's go ahead and get a little red tide update. I know we spoke about it last week in regards to 
how bad it was here versus everywhere else. Is it something that's going to stick around? Um, what can be done about it? And it seems like as of this week, things have been pretty mellow. I surfed on Monday, and I got a small tinge of it while I was out there, but um, it wasn't that bad. And as of today, I know that we've had a little southwest wind today, southwest wind kind of kicking in tomorrow, and J-Mac had kind of just showed me a picture of one of his drones, and there's no sargassum seaweed on the, on the beach. And it's, he said that there was no hint or any tinge of uh, red tide in the air. So hopefully that kind of helps out a little bit. I guess when the winds turn back around east, and we'll tap in on you for the forecast that since we don't have Bradley here. Um, let's see how that kind of works out. But God, I'm so hoping that this is just at the tail end of what the red tide was going on on the west coast that we don't get so much because shit, that sucks. You know, more than anything else, it, it decimates the ability to jump in the water, but business as well. Like people, and, and the thing is, is most people aren't so versed or educated on what is good or bad about, well, there's nothing good about red tide, but what, what, you know, how bad or how intense it is. And at that point, you know, there's people that kind of just fear monger. They throw the fear out there and that can kind of affect a lot of businesses nonetheless. So crossing my fingers that it gets a little bit better. Well, we did surf every day last week and there was like the red tide, but we heard some friend of us and they didn't want to surf at all. It's like, I don't even want to get in the water right. because there's the red tide. I mean, it wasn't that bad. We survived. I didn't get sick. She didn't right. get sick. Did you feel something while you were in the water yes. and then when you got home after you showered and then you were kind yeah, of fine? Yeah, I think Tuesday was the worst day and uh, when I got in the water, there was so many algae and I was, like, my throat was itchy and I was keep coughing and my eyes were really red yeah. but rather than that I mean I mean you were out too like nothing really happened yeah I saw you out oh the week before <laughs> but no it's like it was it wasn't that bad it was doable it was doable yes definitely right if, uh, the red tide had made Caleb's beard grow another two inches so oh. apparently there are some benefits to it oh I thought there was I know, there's like yeah. little crabs yeah. and little, little shrimp. Like, it's like, dude, the sargassum seaweed sucks. This guy's beard's awesome. Yeah. Like, there's like little shrimp and little crabs in there. Like, this is great. He always leaves some food around for us. Such a nice guy. Giving back to the world. Giving back to the environment. That's so epic. Um, let's jump into forecast. Um, there's no waves today. Uh, we had a little southeast wind swell come through on Monday. That was kind of fun. From and Michael? Uh, yes. Yes, from the, from the storm, Michael kind of cruising up the West Coast. It you know, brought some southeast winds, and that was really nice because uh, it helped kind of uh, clear out some of the seaweed. Um, and then, but the week before that, we had some east-northeast winds. Yes. So we've had a little surf here for like the last 10 days or so. And up coast has had some swell yeah. from, uh, from Leslie, not Leslie. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I say that all the time because of Chicky Daboo, Daboo mm -hmm. that he does his Instagram uh, updates. Yeah. He called it Leslie, but not Leslie. I don't know. Anyways, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but let's go into the forecast. We got Fulvia. That's oh going to go God. and chime in, stepping in for one Bradley Wells. So I do my own forecast. I love so it. Brad texts me a forecast, and uh, but I'll do mine. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, Bradley. All your science. <laughs> I'm taking the spotlight. So uh, for this week, there's not going to be much waves or surfing because like the wind is kind of like died out. And right. this is, was more like a, a wind swell. So right. that's why we were counting on the winds to build overnight. So next day, we could have surfed more. And the wind is dying out, and probably I think next week we should have some uh, uh, wind 
again, but it's going to be probably waist high up coast. Right. And uh, so something is coming up, not here. I think Florida is going to be pretty much flat, maybe knees high, but it's going to be some surfing up coast. But I don't think worth is the drive. So we'll just stay local and what, probably. What size out. is worth the drive? Uh, oh, good point. Okay. For you, because we last week we spoke about this. I think yeah, a little think bit of like how day. far are you willing to go, or how long <laughs> like, it's been since yeah. you surfed. You be like two months. You're like that waist high looks real really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for you guys, I would like to think I can surf weekly. So if there were no waves here, I would totally drive up uh, a coast high. for a waist high. For, now, for if how long? How far would you drive up? Coast? Um, I would probably drive up to New Smyrna. Wow, uh, yeah. for waist high. For waist high. Well, four hours. Uh, okay, with wind on it, chop chop, not. <laughs> if it's clean, I would go to New Smyrna. If it's like, yeah, I would totally go. And then uh, if it's like kind of chop chop. And would you stay for more than a day? Would you just make it a two day yes, kind of thing? Yes. Or is it a drive up and then come back? I, We've done both. I know you have. I would do, I would stay overnight actually. I did it back in I back and forward in one day, but when I was back in Miami, I was like, "Oh no, it's raining!" And my friends like, "It's not raining." So that was the moment to stop the car and take a break. So I actually went to Ponce Inlet, and uh, <laughs> so it's not raining. It's just in my eyes. Yes, I started saying, "No, it's raining!" And like three people in the car were like. We're at a red light right now. You're not even moving. Yeah, like, <laughs> You're like, uh, guess I'm pulling the car over. over. And let's take a break. So that was like, uh, but I did this. Uh, I don't like doing it. So I would stay probably overnight. <laughs> and it's fun but to stay up yeah, too. It is. It is. Not it's like a mini vacation. It's a yes. staycation. Yes. It really it clears like the thoughts. You know, right. Florida right. Away. Yes. Yeah, for so a weekend, it's a amazing. Lot. It really is. There's, and there's so yeah. many good parts of Florida that you can kind of get away for just two days. You can and camp in one of the right. parks. You can do millions of things. Right. And just kind yeah. of like immerse yourself in a local... Com yeah, I like doing that. I like going to like the local dive bars mm -hmm. at those random places and like the characters yeah. that you see in certain no, places. No, when the bills then, come, it's like... It's like uh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so like, nice. You're like, what would cost you? 150 bucks oh, here is like 25 it, bucks. Oh, you're like... And then you're like, $20 tip. You're like, baller. All of a sudden, they're like, you're walking out, you just $20 tipped I'm them. I'm you tonight. You're like, 45 bucks, and you yeah. add like 30 beers, and you're like, yeah. I would do this all day. And then this. I would realize I was living here for a reason, and it would be specifically to drink. And, was, and surf. And maybe surf. No. <laughs> Um, so that's what we got. So, we got some yeah. summer-like conditions Gosh. for the next couple days. Yeah. Uh, we got some wind kicking up as of as, Monday. Yeah. Uh, East-northeast winds, right? I think I yeah, saw it that. Should be, it should be east, and then uh, throughout the uh, week, it's going to be east-northeast. Right. But so, it's starting as east. So, right. And I would say more like uh, around Tuesday. So maybe between Tuesday and Wednesday, is going to be surfable. We have a specific time on Tuesday. Yes, I know. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so it makes it great for teaching people how to surf throwing out the lawn board and kind of just getting wet nonetheless. Yeah, we are, we're starting the beginning of the surf season. So it's a good way to kind of just get out there, uh, you know, knock off the dust on the board and stretch those yeah. muscles and kind of get going. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Stay positive. Whoa. Bing. Swing by your local surf shop, rent a board. Uh, let's go into some of our topics for today. Um, having Pedro here, um, we kind of discuss Pudo Surf and what it is, what you created. You're down in El Salvador. Yep. Um, you created a, a property that is beautiful, and gorgeous. Thank uh, you, if thank you guys you. don't see it behind us, 
Um, definitely check it online, budosurf.com. Um, when you, know, you told me first about it and then you were sending pictures and updating along the way of what it looked like, I'm like, this fucking place is great. And then uh, when I saw you at an expo and you were kind of showing, introducing the world to it mm -hmm. and stuff like that, I was like, this place is proper. Then Mark went down there. I'm so bummed I haven't gone down there yet, but sure, I've heard sure. nothing but phenomenal stuff from people like the, the restaurant, the, just the, the quality of food, just the, the, the property all together. And obviously the waves kind of kill it. Yeah, yeah. What brought you to this point to create Budo Surf? Uh, it's a long story. <laughs> I'll keep well, it. I'll keep right. it as brief so, as possible. So I mean, I, 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 how long ago did the idea come up? Well, it came up uh, about three years ago. Okay. About three years ago, it basically came up when I was living in El Salvador already. I, I didn't move there with the plan to open Poodle Surf. Uh, I, I I did want to go and, and and do something in the surf industry. Right. That's why I moved there. I moved there to surf more and 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 to try to develop a business where I could continue surfing. It's awesome. And uh, uh, so basically, I was surfing. I met a bunch of Salvadorian friends who I would go surf with. And, and one of them happened to be a surf coach. And he was the, the, the person who started Poodle Surf originally. And uh, he was basically a, a one-man show guy who was trying to develop his own business. He was young. He was like 23, 24 years old. Yeah. And, uh, and he's from El Salvador. He's from El Salvador. Uh, it was actually his thesis in his college in, when he went to college. Was building this business plan. Was building an academy. He right. wanted to be a coach and do an academy. So then uh, he would give me tips while I was surfing with him, you know, casually. And these tips started to, you know, make a difference in my surfing. And then he convinced Were me. these tips, sorry, were yeah. these tips based on your surfing or were these tips based on the break itself on saying, hey, you might want to go ahead and, or a combination of the both? I, it was a combination of the both. I think, you know, growing up here in South Beach and beach breaks, right. you know, we drop in and we right. want to go fast, right. you know, we want to make the section and, you know, get barreled. We got we, we to create our own speed and we got to create that speed to be able to create the next move right. into the next section. We're doing a lot of stuff. Whereas, because there's a lackluster in energy for the wave, right? There's not much yeah, going on. Yeah, you got to create right. speed and energy right. here. Right. I mean, beach breaks in right. theory, you know? So a lot of times you're leading with your front foot and exactly. you're kind of just driving. You know, when it's barreling, not necessarily, right. you know, but, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, it's, you have to create that speed. Right. You know, surfing is primarily speed. Right. And uh, so I would, you know, I've surfed all my life and, you know, I've gotten barreled here and there and had a couple maneuvers, but he would see that I would just try to, I would outrun these waves, you know, El Salvador are primarily right hand point breaks. Right. And it's a different Goofy, type regular? Of regular foot. So, uh, you know, it's a different type of surfing. You got to kind of slow down. Sure. You know, and it's pocket surf. Right. Because you know? you're harnessing the energy it's of the wave right. at that point. Yeah. Right. Right. You're, 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 you're harnessing it and, and letting go of that energy according to where you want to be on that wave. And that is from the energy in the pocket of the surf. Exactly. Completely different from what yeah. we're used to around here where you're trying to generate. Because I, I remember the yeah. first couple times I went on surf trips to the Pacific and surfed real waves. It was exactly that. It was, God, I dusted. I was like, speed. I was turbo dummy. I was like, yeah, they, they And all of a sudden I'm kicking out. I'm like, oh, there's a whole wave still behind yeah, me yeah. going on. Yeah, various times, like, oh, yeah, you had the barrel behind you. You know what I mean? You know, you just outrun the wave, you know, and there was a perfect barrel behind you. And... I was five, ten feet in front of it. Because it's know? that excitement of seeing such right. a nice, beautiful face in front of you. And, and the speed. Just falling over. 
right. right. And, and, the, get there. Yeah. and the speed, and you're just like, you want to enjoy that speed, and you're just driving, your, and you love feeling that energy. Right, under right. at least for me, love feeling that energy under my feet. So you're creating that speed, and then all of a sudden you're like roundhousing on just the most complete dead part of the wave, and to a point where you're coming back, and you've already just let go of all that energy, and the wave's energy isn't even caught up to you yet. No, you and all right of a sudden there. you're just dead, yeah. and you're like, and eh, I'll just paddle back out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was a uh, basically both. It was my surfing and the type of waves that we were surfing, and uh, so these little things that he taught me, little tricks of the trade, and and I saw a big difference right away, you know? And, and I bought the 10 classes from him that he wanted me to buy from him. So I was like, all right. I was that stubborn Cuban guy. I don't need no classes. Right. You know, I don't need to be taught. I, just, right. you know, I know yeah, how to yeah. surf, you know? Right. And uh, I broke down and I bought the 10 classes. And by the third class, I was like, what the hell? You noticed the difference. Oh my God, it was night and day. Wow. Night and day. I want to take these classes. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, you know, and he was starting his program, you know, so then uh, uh, I had bought a property and I was really contemplating what I was going to do with this property. Right. Uh, Is I, this I, the property that you're at currently? Right now, Poodle Surf, where right. it's at. And uh, I was thinking about doing a restaurant or just like a beach club. I was just all over the place. What and was going on in that area already? As Was there already stuff going on at that point that you're at now where like you bought the property that you were like, let me create a restaurant here because obviously there's stuff going on. Well, La, La Libertad, which mm -hmm. is where I'm at, you know, in, in El Salvador, there's two areas. There's the Oriente and then there's La Libertad. La Libertad is really close to the city. So Punta Roca, which is the most famous wave in El right. Salvador, mm -hmm. is 15 minutes from San Salvador, which is where I live. I live in the city. I don't live right. on the beach. Right. And so uh, El Sonte specifically uh, is a well-known break. Okay, it's a, it's a right-hand point break, and there's beach breaks on the other side. There's another left that. break, on, on, like to the left a little bit. So it's a wave-rich area, and it was known for a, a, a good quality wave. Right. But development-wise, there's nothing. There's really a couple of hostels and small hotels and uh, pupuserias, which is what we call over there, mm, the local pupusa. food. And, mm -hmm. nice. and, Very and, good. Uh, but it was all low-key, you know. Not that much development going on at the time. Right. Yeah. Now, you girls have gone to El Sal, yeah. right? Where did you guys go? Uh, I went to El Sonzal, um, uh, yeah. El Zonte, yes, yeah. Punta Rocas, uh, Punta Mango, K uh, K59, K61, and uh, that's it. And we were around the La Libertad. We yeah. rented a house there, and there was also a family from there living in a house next to it. Uh, just to make sure we had everything we needed and uh, no air conditioning so i remember it was pretty tough on us mm -hmm. no, yeah, and uh but it was really yeah. beautiful and uh there was a local guy andres that used to live actually here in uh, miami that was friend mm -hmm. with valentina Quevedo? yes Quevedo. and uh, he was uh, always taking us in a surf spot driving us everywhere so we were really well treated seriously yeah, and because he went to school i think with valentina parada uh -huh. and i went there with her so she was the one that organized the trip right. and it was a Oh, is this when she would bring uh, all the product down, the wetsuits yeah, and whatnot? Yeah, we did bring a, uh, a suitcase. And she was trying to get a, a school, school bus for him. And next trip. year, she actually gathered all the money to, right. you know, buy a school bus in Punta Mango. And uh, she went for that so trip. So I joined the trip yeah. the year after. I went to Punta Mango's. Uh, Las Flores. Las Flores. Yeah. And in Punta Mongos, we stayed with the family that Valentina was close to. 
we actually went with the guy from Surfrider. We gave away school supplies. Cool. We did a beach cleanup. With Andres uh, Quevedo, we organized a surf contest for the third year in a row. That must have been the, so cool. The, yeah. Just to see all the kids and how stoked it they were. It was beautiful. We gave uh, as uh, prizes surfboards that mm-hmm. have been collected by Valentina. Yeah. So cool. We gave classes in the morning. Uh, and uh, I painted a wall there in the house with a... Uh, and um, actually... What's his name? Uh, yes, Carlos. Carlos Vago. So yeah. we oh, right painted on. together, yeah. we painted the wave, I painted the surfer, who's the son, uh, the oldest son in the family. Cool. So we had a really good time. And actually, yeah. I remember me and Valentina, we collected a lot of stuff here at the store. Like, people was bringing here t-shirts, fins for the boards, uh, wetsuits, anything here, and we were coming pick it up. Everybody, all the surf community came together, and uh, she had to leave, I think, with a, a five surfers bag. I gave a yeah. surfers too, and so other surfers, and then uh, everybody gave so much stuff, like uh, clothing, anything. The, the flying anything. company also gave us deals yeah. for carrying stuff, because she negotiated with them she said we're carrying stuff yeah uh, we had books in Spanish in English uh, and then we did paint we bought the car and dress bought the car and then we painted it with the kids oh. and so that uh, truck uh, enabled the kids to go to middle school that's amazing yeah. so that was a, a very cool trip. good job yeah. Yeah. the man was very rural yeah, yeah. It's it's beautiful. Well, I, love I hear now it's developing more. Like there's a couple hotels. Yeah, there. like when I went there, there was one, I think, and now it's only there are like two, maybe three. It's changing a little yeah, bit, let's like say. Hotels, yeah. So yeah, I did. There was just one at the time, but we were staying always in a house from this family, and uh, it was pretty. Um, different. <laughs> it was not commodity at all. No, I don't so, but it was super it was fun. Yes. <laughs> Two of us slept in a hamaca, I think, outside with the yeah. bags. And off. <laughs> yeah, and then start raining. And I remember Vago went outside to see if they were doing good. And he didn't know if he was facing the feet or the face. It was all dark. It was like, I don't know, it was very <laughs> funny. It was weird, yes. It was like very raw. Yes. Yeah. It was yes. raw. That's amazing. So, uh, Poodle Surf seems like uh, the kind of place that if you're just intermediate and figuring out and wanting to kind of learn a little bit more about surfing, it's a great place to go to, to kind of have the coaching as well as the amenities. Um, but it's good for anybody that knows how to surf as well, too. Like, yeah. I know my, 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 my Mark, my business partner, well, former, whatever, <laughs> where are we at now? Former, uh, former business partner, my former <laughs> wife, uh, was down there, and it was great. And he, I think he went with the boys. I know Abad went down there with his kids. Yeah. So it really just seems like it's a, an amazing property to go down to at any skill level or whether you want to go with, uh, on a trip with the boys, you want to go solo and just kind of really just hone in on your skills. And at the same time, if you want to make it a family trip, it's good for that too. Yeah, it's, it's built for that, you know, exactly for... You know, I built it as my dream project, you know, that's, that's basically what I did. And I have a family, so I, I geared it towards the family, you know, where uh, the kids could be, you know, in surf camp, you know, the wife could be getting a massage, hanging out, getting in the pool. So is it right behind or surfing the, as well. right, is, the, is right behind the property pretty safe for beginners? Yes, yes. There's there's a there's a beach break like, right no, no, right no. in front. Okay. So you can you know learn on the on the on the white water uh-huh. you know which is where we do beginners right. you know and kids right. Uh, you know we teach them always on the white water. We don't take them out to the lineup or anything right. like that. And uh, and then we have world class right hand point breaks for the mothers or wives <laughs> you know and 
the husbands, you know. So <laughs> it's really I, I built it for everybody, you know, for for beginners to uh, intermediates and actually pros. You right, know? And, 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 pros and on the pro level, you have the academy that's there. So you guys videotape people, right? Absolutely, that's a big part. Right, and you're, and then you guys Video coach analysis. people afterwards. You guys do some analysis and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. Um, do you guys tap into nutrition? Do you guys tap into yes. like workouts that are specific? Absolutely, that's what we have a, a fully functional gym. So we do uh, specific surf exercises, you know. Uh, we, you know, Marcelo, who's the, the director mm -hmm. of the academy, who's the head coach, mm -hmm. you know, he'll, uh, it's a questionnaire, you know, he'll make you fill out a questionnaire on your first day. So he can kind of fill you out, see fill where you you're out, out see, where you, see how you feel about yeah. your surfing as well, which right. is very important, you know. Right. And then uh, he'll take you out surfing, he'll video you, and then after a couple sessions, you know, he'll, he'll start learning about you right. and, and your needs and cool. where, where you're strong physically, right. mentally, right. you know, and your skill level. And then he'll, he'll do his best to, to try to tighten you up a little exactly, bit. Exactly. You know, how, and, and, and how do you pay attention to the questionnaire? This is a question because we went to Maldives this summer and uh, before made, making the reservation, I wanted like a mid intermediate, you know, place where to surf. And the lady made us feel like, how many years have you been surfing? How many times a week? How many times a year? Uh, which is your level? Have you ever surfed a head eye? So we fill out all this questionnaire. And then when we went there, this little boat that was barely making it to the lineup was stringing in the water with double overhead barrels. So, and yeah. that was based on the questionnaire we filled out. So it was like... Uh, there was almost no day that was gentle. No. It was very nice. And they were, and they were putting the out people, whether you're intermediate or expert, on the same and way. And she yeah. sold us the trip saying it was actually intermediate and there was a spot where you could always go as beginners. You can walk there. So we were like, oh, we're going to walk on the reef. in the beginner spot the first two, three days. Yeah. And then we were saying two weeks, we were like... When we feel good, we'll paddle out in... There was never such a thing. Right. Yeah. They just put you into so the big stuff right away. Record. Like, so this is the main break. Yeah. Have fun. Right. Good luck. Good the, luck. Yeah. The, record, the, right. the yeah. beginner spot was Sultan. So please, <laughs> you know, I never heard such a thing. She told me, like, would have told me that was Sultan, I would Google it and find out that it's not a beginner spot. Because it's not. I was like, yeah, you can walk there, you know. So if it's too big, you just walk there and you have fun. Sultan. Jailbreak, you mean? Jailbreaks, yeah. So it's like, no, it's like, it's not such a So thing. it kind of brings up a good, a, a good point. Like, so if. Wow, smooth transition. Well, you know, it's. <laughs> Bradley, you'll be stoked on Bring that it. one. Um, <laughs> no, just go, going into like, how does one know what they're kind of getting into, right? I mean, you guys went to this Maldives trip. Yeah. And you had expected, you filled out the questionnaire. You expect something. You kind of get a little different. I'm sure that happens plenty in a lot of different places. Well, you got Mother Nature, right? Or right, right. Uh, but nonetheless, within that, there are certain places that, regardless of Mother Nature is going XL or small, you know that that spot is relatively softer yeah. Yeah, yeah, than other true. areas and stuff like that. That's, different why, types that's of breaks, why people right? are paying into a certain package because they're using your local knowledge and saying, all right, well, what are you looking for? Well, how do you grade yourself on a, on a surfing skill or level? Okay, this is the kind of wave you should be going after. Right. Um, it sounds like you guys are doing everything that's right. Mm -hmm. It sounds we like you, to, right. It sounds like you <laughs> guys had <laughs> a, a, a challenging moment and stuff like that. Um, 
But I wonder in 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 searching like um, the Zoltan or whatever it was that they had said as far as a break goes, you kind of look at it and you said, yeah, this doesn't look like an intermediate kind of spot more than, no. more than anything else. But they tricked me because the boat came from behind the wave. So I was just seeing like this roll going. I was like, ah, oh, okay. You know, it's like, uh, I didn't see, it's like you, you make some, you see somebody's making the dough, but you're not really seeing it. So right. you see your mom doing like this. It's like, right. okay, he's making the dough. So I was seeing this uh, wave unfolding uh, toward the, the Right, the, okay, the so they're, br they're bringing to the spot from behind. So they I was like, yeah. uh, what do you think? She was like, I think we can do it. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so I would like jump with the board, jump on, paddle out, and then I had like these walls like in front of me. It's like, it was crazy. So, but we did it, so it was really nice. But still, our guide, I don't think, was that prepared. So I think, uh, from what I heard, you are really on top of it. And uh, you know, OK, you're a beginner, you do this. And you make also some training. You said also you have a skateboarding classes. That's right. You guys have a skate we, ramp, we don't you? We built a, a concrete wave. That's what we call a concrete wave. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, we, we, use, car we use Carver skateboards. Uh -huh. Have you ever been on one? I have not. Yes. You should try it, man. It's a game changer. <laughs> One of, one of our one of our local guys, Jay, Jason. I, oh, that one I have, but I but that's like an way older. That almost is like a traditional longboard. I mean, I don't consider like I've seen the new Carvers and what, and I jumped on one. I've jumped on one and stuff like. I don't ride it consent, but I'm like that's loosey goosey for sure. No, no, it's just like surfing. It's real surfing. Loosey goosey. On land, it's amazing. So we have a concrete wave, and uh, we kind of emulated it based off of Carvers Park, like a little skate ramp that they have. We had to because of the configuration of our land. So we had to make it a little bit bigger, but it, it has basically two small bowls with a higher vert area and then more of a flat area where the higher vert is the lip and then the, the, the more softer side is where you bottom turn. So basically, you can go front side or back side either way, do full house, full house uh, cut Does it feel like surfing? It's exactly like surfing. Wow. So basically, did, did Mark try it when he was over there? I think so, but late at night. Right. But nobody was looking. <laughs> they didn't want anybody we don't to worry see. About that. <laughs> no, no, I think it was like after maybe you wow. know, a couple beers or something. But <laughs> like, for instance, I never skate. So if you want to teach me something uh, surfing related, what would you make me practice? I don't know. I would, uh, on a flat piece of land, I wouldn't throw you on the ramp right away. You know? Okay. And you start, and we put cones. Okay. And then so you start trying to do... Slaloming. Right, you okay. slalom around the cones, and you start getting the feel for, for the carver skateboard, mm -hmm. which is very similar to surfing. So and once you get the hang of that, and then you can maybe go down the sides of it, which is, you know, it's not... It's got a little embankment. A little so embankment. Right. So like, we won't throw you down, right. you know, right away <laughs> until you feel comfortable, you yeah. know? And, or and you're a jerk. <laughs> they will throw you down. Like, yeah, no, you're fine. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. JK. Okay. It, it's, 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 uh, for me, it was a game changer because you, you really get to feel the pumping, right. you know, and, yes. and, and, and the flow, you know, speed, power, and flow, which right. is, you know, our yep. three, yep. you know, main uh, uh, feelings that yeah. we want while we surf. And, and, and that power allows power. you to practice when you're yeah. not surfing, SPF. right? When you surf on a session in Osara, which we have point breaks, you can catch quite a few waves a session. But then you can multiply that times two or three times outside. So, you know, uh, we try to warm up on the skate park. You know, get your legs warm, get the feeling going, get everything going. We go out and surf, we video you. We go back to the gym, we, we, we do different exercises, whether it's the balance board, right. or anything like that, out of the water or in the gym. 
and then we go back to the skate park in the afternoon, and then you practice that. Right. Because it, 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 when I've taught people how to surf, I, I let people know that you know, what you're trying to do is create muscle memory Absolutely. with surfing. You're, you know, you're, you're doing it repetitively enough so that eventually it's just instinct that kind of kicks in, your, whether it's your body doing a couple inch, uh, you know, cinching down on your board because you're a little too far forward. You just you kind of get that. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing that with skating and just even videotaping people, you're able to go ahead and see what your positioning is, right? Your leg positioning. Is your stance too wide? Is your stance too your narrow? Pop -up, you know? Right, your pop-up and stuff like that. And if you just practice those little things, it becomes second nature. That's and all I of a sudden kind of natural. <laughs> I train my body to right. right. That makes body sense. And, and, and for all of those that may not know a lot of the uh, speed, power, and flow that you say, back in the day, they it used to be, uh, be light, loose, and low. It was the three L's they used to have. Yeah, yeah. And oh. that was kind of what the basis of surfing when they were trying to teach you how to surf was just like, stay light on your feet, oh. stay, stay loose altogether, and stay low on your board because, you know, the lower center of gravity, the more Absolutely, that you actually yeah. stick to that for the most part. But speed, power, flow has a lot to do with that as well where, you know, you're kind of harnessing mm -hmm. every single one of those things yep. and, and, and whatnot. So um, it kind of brings us into uh, this next segment uh, in regards to training people and learning and what you guys are doing out there and how you guys are approaching it. Um, do you... Do you run into a situation out there where you have beginners that go out that aren't part of the surf camp? Or I'm sure you've probably run into it at some point where you have people just, I mean, because we know we have it here. You have people that want to learn how to surf. They're not taking surf lessons. They're just picking up a board on Craigslist or offer up and for a couple dollars and they're getting out there and they're just saying, I'm going to watch what other people do and I'm going to try to make here. it happen. Which you is know? how we learn how to surf. <laughs> right, right, for the most part. Yeah. But, you know, um, in different places, it can be a little bit more dangerous than others. Absolutely. And the, the danger could be in whether it is rocks and reef and stuff, or the danger could be in, in the close proximity of how many swimmers you have to surfers. Because that's one of the th challenges we have out here is, you know, everyone is kind of mixed together. When the, when the tide gets real shallow, swimmers can kind of walk out and they feel like they're in a big wave pool. They love the waves, but they're right in the middle of a spot where surfers are kind of taken off nonetheless. And uh, we've had a couple instances, incidences where, uh, you know, one of our local girls got cut pretty bad on the, on the head from a uh, fin and had to get like 28 stitches or something along those lines. 38? Yeah. Last week. Yeah, uh, about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And, uh, and then like within a couple days afterwards, we had another uh, girl that didn't have a leash on her board and lost her board, and the board kind of popped up and hit her in the nose and gave her a little bit of a bloody nose, but the board rolled in. And you start thinking, you're like, where do people get their education from? And how do they get it? Like I know that growing up, it was a school of hard knocks. Yeah. You know, it was, if you went out there and you're like, <laughs> da, 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 and you're paddling out, you know, all the local guys, it was like, they knew that you didn't know what you were doing. They're yeah, like, yeah. haul ass. <laughs> they're like, they're telling, you, yeah. they're telling you like, nah, you're yeah. going down there. Yeah. And I know for us here, in order to kind of keep the peace, we're renting boards and we're kind of sizing people up on whether they know what they're doing or not. I'm like, all right, well, what's your skill level? All right, well, go out there. Wherever you see a lot of people, go somewhere else. There's plenty of area. Find a spot that's a little bit mellower. The waves will be a little smaller, but what do you need real waves for? You're kind of figuring it out nonetheless. I started eight years ago, and for four years, I did not surf by first street. For four years, I stayed by myself by fourth street. And if I saw people next to me, I would paddle away from them. 
because I didn't want to Was that go. instinct? Did anybody tell you this beforehand? Well, I grew up bodyboarding in France. So I know when you are dangerous or not. I knew I didn't have the knowledge or the skills, and I knew I was dangerous. So I just thought, practice there, feel comfortable, and then when you feel good about it, maybe you can get closer to people. Now I'm comfortable being out there. You see me more than in the past, but I'm sure for four years you had no idea I was surfing. Right. I was always by myself there, right. past the orange booth. And I would recommend that for beginners. It's like when you're skiing. When you're skiing, you're discovering on the kid zone, you know, like... Uh, the bunny slopes. The bunny yeah. slopes. Right. And you practice that until you feel good about it. Right. You don't go on the black slope right away. And some people forget because surfing is so cool and the right. waves look so friendly. Right, and because it's kind of where our break is and a little bit closer and it's easy to get out there. they can hit you right. or they can run over people. Right. It makes me feel very nervous when I see beginners in the water. Were there resources that you tapped into when you were learning? Did you read online? Did you do stuff in advance? Did you ask people questions? Or did you just go out there and said, I'm just going to figure this out? Okay. Most of the part was figuring it out by myself in the water. I do not think there's anything better than practicing getting out there. A lot of friends that wanted to learn asked me, can you teach me how to surf? I can show you once or twice, but if you really want to learn, you have to get your own board, like get your own car when mm -hmm. you learn how to drive, mm -hmm. and then paddle out as many times as you can. Sure, commitment. Observing. Right but not sitting right next to the person. Right. We were talking about that, like paddling every time a surfer paddles. That's not observing. That's actually sitting on the side or standing from outside the beach, looking at it or watching videos. But you don't do that when you're a beginner, sitting right in the middle of everybody and being a danger to everybody. If a bigger wave comes, you just throw your board or right. you move back. I had a guy going back on me, losing control on the, of his board. I was duck diving like 20 feet behind, he landed on my face. It's, it's dangerous. Right. If you can't get up on the white water, you know, don't go outside, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's not even about standing up I think sometimes it's, maybe you can stand up but you have to know the rules uh, of surfing like, like etiquette the ride off right. so who has priority and why because sometimes like uh, there are beginners and they see you paddling and they think oh that's a good wave I'm paddling too and they would keep going and go straight so basically they drop on you because they don't know there's a priority I learned because somebody told me when I first started surfing, I remember I had like a, my cousin longboard one time, and then I got always my shoreboard. And Oscar, old school surfer, that longboard told yep. me, girl, you know, you're nice, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but you have to go and surf the white water. Don't stay here with us. And I was like, oh, I guess we're not going to be friends. And I went in the white water. And then a little by little, I was staying exactly. like down there and I was looking at the surfer like reaping and I was like where the waves were bad. But at least somebody told me and then I understood why because I was a danger. <laughs> Actually, I'm still there. <laughs> but you know, but, you know I was really uh, dangerous. And uh, sorry, Jay, I broke your arm, but <laughs> it was an accident. I actually did for real. Like uh, Jay broke his like uh, wrist. No way. Yeah, because uh, I dropped on him and he was on a longboard and he had like really to put a cast on it. So so I was really dangerous. 
So just let me go, guys. You know, <laughs> on a north swell. Yeah. Like, just don't know. get in her way. Yeah, just move you know, out. Like, that might be actually a great way to go ahead and make sure you get as many waves as possible. You're like, yeah. guys, I am really dangerous. <laughs> I am. It's like, I'm a little local, you know. <laughs> but besides that, like, somebody told me, so I was surfing the white water, and then little by little, I was, you know, going closer and closer. And uh, when I was feeling more confident, you know, and obviously, yeah, I'm still dangerous. I mean, accidents, they happen all the time. You know, it's not something you can control. There are too many variables, like there's the, the ocean, and then there's the wind, there's the surfer, there's the crowd, there's, you know, so many things that the sometimes swimmers. just a real, really, really, really <laughs> good surfer can control. So me, I'm still like an intermediate, maybe beginner slash intermediate, but I see the danger right now, and I see people that surf less than me. I don't feel like uh, I could tell them anything because I don't feel like my level is good enough. But uh, whoever has more experience with me, I think, should uh, speak up and say, look, like uh, you should probably go and serve more to the left or more to the right. I don't know, depending how the swell is. But educate them. Actually, beautiful and natural segue is Whose responsibility is it really to kind of teach people, new people, etiquette, know-how, all of it? Is it just the ins and outs of the local break? Is that up to the local? Is it up to the local surf shops? I mean, is it a combination? It's been easier to talk to people. uh, And I tried to do it before accidents happen. I also teach. So I know that people don't always want to hear advice. You have to use the right words in the right tone so you don't bruise their ego or, you know, get them, you know, hurt their feelings. So instead of uh, antagonizing them, I actually talk to them before. Like if I see the other day, I saw a girl that looked completely lost and I was always in the middle where we were landing. I talked to her nicely before anything happened and I told her, can I give you some advice? but nicely and as a question. And she was desperate to hear it. She was like, yes, please. She was like, the hair all over her face. <laughs> she didn't know what she was doing. I think she was actually ready for a real surfing lesson, which I didn't want to do. Right. But I told her nicely, you know, you are right where all the surfers are landing. Wait, that was me. <laughs> oh, oh, there she is. Wait, I thought we were having that conversation. That is so weird. Oh, so I'm the beginner. (laughs) It was not Fulvia. So uh, I told that girl to move where there were less people. We didn't have time to expand on that, but I'm going back to that point. I took four years before I fell out mingling with people. I always put it on other surfers to be like, well, I'm... I'm fine with you being here, but there's some aggressive people in the water. You might want to, like... Yeah, but that's not the real the teaching, person, though. You might get put, like, you need right. to be careful. So I'm, I'm cool. Right. Watch out for the other guys. Because a lot of how Pedro and, and I grew up around like, here oh, was, again, up. school of hard yeah. knocks. Like, I remember surfing down here, and your Jack Amblins, and your Hams, and your Jimmy Peps, and then up at Hallover, I would surf, and you had, you know, you had all these other guys. You had the Croup Brothers and all these other guys that, like, back then, they would straight up punch a 15-year-old in the face and be like, get the F out of here. And yep. you're just like, wow, I guess oh, wow. that's happening. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. <laughs> I'm just going to go surf with it. And they can't do that these days. When, when was the last time you saw that happen? Right. No, you haven't, right? And things have gotten a lot nicer. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there will be purists. 
right? Purists will say there's still a necessity to kind of have a little bit of an edge in the water. You get to have that. Um, Especially uh, when the waves are good. Pecking order. That uh, person that is the loudmouth, we all know one that's a loudmouth in the water that's like, nobody better get around me. Nobody better fucking surf next know, to me because I'm going to fucking kill you. Who is that? No. Sorry, with the F and the K. <laughs> I know he's dead. Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple people that like, and it's died out over the years here and there. It's not as bad. And I think there's a little bit more etiquette in the water. I think there's, even for some of the older guys that were a little harder on people, maybe 15, 20 years ago, you know, age has softened them a little bit and allowed for them to kind of be like, eh, that's something, whatever, you know, like people learning. I think it should be every surface responsibility. You know? Yeah, you cannot count on ev- on the others to say something. No, I think it's if you see something, you say something. You know what I mean? Where you, you want to be good, you know? Right. You know, and, and we're kind of the only ones out there, so we have to self-please. Yeah, you know, you're not trying to be a bad person or uncool or anything. You're just you're trying to avoid. Accident. And I think being accidents. a surfer down here, we have to recognize that surfing is not a built-in cultural thing in the DNA of everybody that lives here, right? There's a lot of places, California, Hawaii, and whatnot, that there's generations of surfing or fishing or boating or some sort of waterman life, waterwoman life, within your family, you know? And um, that's not the case down here. Uh, Like, it's taken a while to be able to even see a lot more women in the water down here, to see a lot more kids in the water surfing down here. And I'm stoked to see a lot more of it. Like, I feel that it allows for all of us to kind of pass that torch to maybe create those generational moments where you're passing it on to your kid and they eventually pass it on to something else. Look at Marley, you know? Right. Marley, you know, we've got a lot of younger kids that are kind of coming up. You have... uh, April's uh, April's son Tyler, you know, is getting to that point as well. You have our intern Keegan, you know, he's kind of getting to that point. You have um, Annie Two Rogers' son Kai that surfs, and he's just becoming, in, you know, becoming a young man as well. You see all these kids that are kind of coming up and doing stuff, and it's exciting to watch. Um, and I feel like maybe as a surf shop, I need to step up in my responsibility to be able to maybe host something once a month where um, we just say, hey, introduction to surfing. You know, and people come here and we throw a little video on and we kind of just kind of talk about just the basics, right? Etiquette. What do you do when you're paddling out? Someone's catching a wave. Where do you want to put yourself on that portion? You know, give you all that. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. We'll take that. We'll we'll create that because I think, you know, um, you know, you can't just talk the talk. You got to walk the walk. And for us, I think, you know, being that we're we're the only surf shop in this given area, we probably have that responsibility to kind of um, at least have the information out there as well. Right. When you rent a board, right. having that little conversation with right. the person. I know, I know myself. Right. You know? I know myself and Jovan that work here. We, well, we kind of size people up and whether or not where they're yeah. at, and we'll tell them little things like, again, uh, if you see a lot of people, paddle away from that. We'll give them a brief rundown on such a basic understanding of surfing. Uh, but I think maybe we can have like an etiquette board or yeah. you know, kind of what they have at Fort Pierce as soon as you walk out the and whatnot yeah, and have it on the front window so that people walking by can kind of just read it. I think yeah. the more information we give people, the better off those of us that know how to surf will be because mm-hmm. we won't have to deal with certain things like that. Um, 
were you Ta saying for kids? No, if you do a tutorial for kids, probably you should tell them that uh, they have to give priority to all the older <laughs> ones. Right. Well, I think I think tradition yeah. is a big thing as well, right? Tradition. So there is that pecking order yeah. and exactly. understanding. It's like, seniority. listen, yeah, yeah. seniority. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you come out there, but there's people who have been doing this for a long time. Yeah, it's a reality. And, right. And, and at that point, you've got to give respect to your elders and that thing. And it's not just any other kind of sport where, yeah, your skill level might be a little bit better than others. You might excel a little bit quicker. But you've got to take the cues from the elders that, yeah. that accept that and say, okay, I acknowledge. I'm recognizing that you're a little bit better than most. I'll absorb you. I'll bring you into this factor. You, you cannot dictate you it. Right? You've got to earn it. Yeah. And they've got to go ahead and bring you into the process. Yeah. And I think those are the, some of the purest things about the sport that we love and enjoy and do that needs to maintain, that gets kind of passed on. We met uh, Dana this summer in uh, Maldives, and he's from Australia. He's 50 years old, and he was telling us that uh, when he starts surfing, there were like steps, like you were like a, uh, like a grooms, and then little by little, the better you were becoming, the more you were going close to the peak with the elder one, but you had always to respect, and the elder would like kind of so give you a ceremony, you know, okay, now you can go, you know, you are a good <laughs> level, you know the rules, and I think that's it's kind of nice, though. I know now it's more like, oh, we're all equal, we star, we right. try, whatever. but it's nice to have like a, a passage, you yeah, know? There, there's, a, there's, you a, there's a section in the movie passage. North Shore from the 80s that's oh. like that, that's where, exactly that. where uh, Chandler's teaching Rick Kane how to surf, and he's got this garage full of different boards from oh, the yeah. old school Hawaiian board yeah. down to like guns, down to short boards, and he kind of just worked them on every single one. And a lot of that is to understand rail lines on boards, how different boards function. I still tell people, I'm like, try all the boards. Surf them all. Figure it out, because they all ride a little bit different nonetheless, whether it's a fun shape or a long board or a mini Simmons or something that's fatter. You know, all those little <laughs> things will kind of help you understand the craft and then in turn help you understand yeah. how you approach that nonetheless. Um, going back to surf schools, mm -hmm. you know, in a conversation we were kind of having before we went on air, um, a little of the pros and cons, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, a weird, it was interesting to hear what you were saying in France in regards to the fact that there's so many surf schools on a lot of the main breaks. I grew up with maybe one surf school in the whole region. And now when I go back home every summer, there's maybe four or five surf schools per beach. And it's at the point where I get anxiety. <laughs> like I paddle out at six in the morning. And how many people are in these schools? Just to kind of give an okay. idea. You are from six to 6.30 because now they paddle at 6.30 or 7 in the morning. You're enjoying your first waves and suddenly you see 40 people. 40. All of them carrying wow. foam on their heads and they paddle out right where you are and they stay right where you land because they catch the white water. And is, is there no etiquette between the surf school and the locals that say, no, hey. And actually it's even worse because contrary to here, the swimmers are kings in France. So you cannot surf where the swimmers are. And most of the time within these limits are the best waves right. because they choose the sandbars, which are safer. So when at 10 a.m. they start the lifeguards on duty, you have to leave wherever you were surfing. And the rest of us is for us to fight, surf schools and surfers. So as soon as the lifeguards show up, there's a That's lot of breaks it. that go exactly. no surfing. You cannot serve these until 6 or 7 p.m. 
and if you catch a nice right and it lands Into within those area. two blue flags, you they get yell whistled. at you. Sometimes they even paddle out and they can break your boards. My dad was a lifeguard for many right. years and he broke boards, took the guys out, broke their boards on the sand. Right. As, so, as a foreigner, would I laugh if a lifeguard came out and yelled at me in French? You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, I, I, I would think so. S'il vous plaît? Well, you get forbidden to surf. <coughs> oh, really? That, that's, it's that bad. That's also one of the reasons why I bodyboarded for so long as a kid, because bodyboards can go everywhere. Right, and that, yeah. you know, so they have that care. in California. They yeah. have Blackballed Beaches, which is the soft top company, Catch Surf, was kind of a lot of their success was that they created the Beater 54 originally, and that was, um, you know, a, a soft top board that was a boogie board, but you could surf it. Because they said, oh, it's got to be boogie board material, foam. Yeah. And you're like, okay, no yeah. problem. We'll, just, wow. we'll do that. And, yeah. then, and they've kind of grown through that process. Does that work? Is that okay, you think? I mean, can you get a foam top surfboard and uh, be able to use it? or it, they will probably, probably see stop you yeah. and stop you. Uh, they're really not surfer friendly. Right. The they're the like, no, no, no. We know that works in America, but not here. They're not surfers? The lifeguards aren't surfers? Few of them. But if they are, they have to follow the rules anyway, which are very strict. Swimmers come first. Wow. So. So do most it locals? It's like chess to the well, next level. I body yeah. surf and bodyboarded all my childhood because that way I was safe. If you still wanna enjoy the glides and not be bothered by the crowds, be a body surfer, or bodyboarder in front. Also, let's say you're from Biarritz, and waves can be very challenging, so I think the lifeguards also yeah, has we to are, go we through a lot. Yeah, we have people dying, drowning yeah. every year. Like, uh, it's very dangerous. It's way more dangerous than what we get here. So. Also, the currents you have. Yeah. Right. I mean, the beach break there is heavy. Yeah. Heavy. And I haven't surfed really there, but I've looked there. at it, and I've heard we plenty do. of stories, and it's just like... Can't wait to go. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, we're in Hossegor right now. Right now, the, the contest w is WSL. That's, that's right. Well, they, I think they postponed it to the 12th no, no, for the next swell. Oh, maybe. To right, well, no, no. I mean, they're, they've started it, right, right. but they postponed the next couple of heats until the next yeah. swell comes yeah. in, I think, on Saturday and whatnot. Oh, wow. So most people in France that are core surfers don't like the surf schools, obviously. Um, no. Does it ever erupt into fights at all? Or is it kind of just like people are just... It's been happening for such a long time. People are just like... Whatever, I'm just going to deal no, with it and I'll serve somewhere else. I would else. say, um, I've never, I hate to say that live, but I've never really liked the mentality of surfers in my country. I do think a lot of the surfers out there are very arrogant. And I actually have enjoyed the surfer mentality here more. I thought it was way more friendly, way more open. But whenever you have more and more people in the water, People, people become more aggressive. Sure. You know, so yeah, it's yeah. a pack rat It's mentality. always about spreading out and choosing your hours. You can be a very friendly person if you have to share the ways with 10, 15 people. But if you have 40 surrounding you, you become more aggressive. It's normal. So that's what happens in France. I think uh, our spots are saturated. Right. And I know from traveling to Costa Rica a bunch and and just looking at the surf camps they have in Santa Teresa, Hermosa, and 
in Malpais area, you know, it's, it's pretty competitive amongst within surf schools and stuff like that as well. And it seems like they all have their certain breaks that they all kind of go to. And everyone kind of, once you get into a routine, everyone seems to understand, mm -hmm. especially when it's beach breaks, there's large areas and whatnot. I mean, you guys have a lot, some beach break, lots of point breaks. No, tons of beach breaks. Right, okay. Mostly everybody serves point breaks. Over right. Here, so. We take so is it a pretty decent separation between the people that are learning in those areas and the areas that are better, that the guys that know how to surf don't really have to be bothered by people that are learning? Yeah, we, we don't take any beginners to any point breaks. So we, we go find the en empty beach breaks that nobody goes and surfs, and we, we teach everybody on, in the whitewater right. you know, by themselves. And no, you know... As a beginner, that fear factor is, is something very negative, you know, and, and uh, we, we want to take all those elements out, you know, we just want them to have a good time, you know, and, right. and in order to do that, we don't go anything deeper than waist high water, you know, so that they never have the fear of drowning, you know, mm -hmm. so they fall off the board, they can just put their feet down, everything's okay. So yeah, there's different steps in our, in our program that you have to graduate from, you know, in, in order to get out to the lineup and, and surf a point break. That's great. Yeah. I think it's important. I think we all should have certain measures and, and points of hitting before you kind of take it to that next step. I, I think it's great for people to kind of aim towards things. And, and, it, and it shouldn't be just like, oh, it's just completely easy and anyone can kind of do it. And anyone should be able to get into it. Right. Not anyone can do it. And there's challenges out there. And uh, at the, besides the physical ones of kind of figuring out how to surf, but there's a lot more behind surfing than just the sport. Um, there's nice. a lot between the etiquette and the, the history of it, um, the local history, as well as the history of it internationally in the different areas and how that all applies. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, I think all of us as people that are in the water should take that opportunity to look at people that you can't, that you recognize obviously are having either a hard time or they're putting themselves in a really crap situation and saying, hey, might be a little better if you do this. Like I've, I know I've told plenty of people when they're paddling and the nose of the board's really high and they're kind of just like yeah. dragging butt and, and whatnot. And you're like, hey, yeah. shift a little bit and then explaining to them why, not just hey, do this. Understand the mechanics. That's the whole point of surfing. But it's is understanding also how it all anticipating, works. Uh, accidents. Right. Yeah. When you are reacting to getting hurt or getting hit by the board. Uh, you're not teaching people anything, you're just reacting in anger. So it's better to anticipate it and tell them beforehand. You see it right away, you tell them, look, I think it would be better you go a little further down the beach. Right. Nicely, before you get to scream at people, <laughs> I think. Well, you know, it's, it's been a little bit since we had some surf, so, uh, you know, we know that whenever the waves do pick up, um, well, like good swell and whatnot, it gets a little aggro out there. Mm -hmm. Even, God, I, I've surfed here my whole life and I know everybody in the lineup and I know that I get kind of bummed out sometimes because it's like, you're fighting with people that your friends yeah. for waves and you're, and you're, jo yeah, you're jockeying for position and it becomes like a feeding frenzy where everyone's eyes are just rolled back and we're all sharks and we're like, rah, 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 and just kind of going after it. And it gets sometimes a little dangerous and whatnot and, and whatnot. So, but you know, that's, <laughs> it's part of what we do nonetheless. Yeah. 
You know, it's all about energy, really, you know, and right. having positive energy. Right. And if you have that positive energy, you're going to surf better and right. have a better time. Yeah. That negativeness and, and all that, it's no bueno for yourself. Right. And at the end of the day, aside yourself, like, look what you're kind of, you know, like, I've taught a couple people how to surf and in my time. And, and it's for me, that's kind of gotten me so stoked like that that moment where that person gets to their feet they kind of realize they're walking on water and all of a sudden they look back and they're just like (laughs) and you're just like yes and then all of a sudden you remember what that feeling was like when you first started you're like and how you're still doing it 20 30 10 years later whatever it is and you're just like oh my god this is an endless love that's right and 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 that's why i tell people right and it and it's different for everybody and i think maybe um sometimes crowded areas um lets people tap into that one part of surfing that's awesome, which is the traveling, the exploring, the kind of figuring out the different new areas. Once you feel comfortable with being able to do that yeah. while you guys went to the Maldives, even mm-hmm. though you guys might have felt a little out of place at first when the waves or whatever, it was it was an experience. Yeah. You know, you, it was an experience that you guys didn't have before and uh, challenged you and you were able to kind of look back on it and reflect and kind of take the, some of the good and the bad out of that and apply it accordingly. I became very religious. <laughs> I was very religious. Dear Lord, if you yeah. let me guys really gnarly in, yeah. in section right now. Yeah. I started talking so to stoked. the waves. No, 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 please, please, please. It was like, it was, yeah, people was like, wait, what? And I was like, no, no, please. Like, I swear. And then I prayed a lot. Yeah, they're like, lady, yeah. it's waist high. Come on. You know, like I live, love, surf, and pray. Yes. <laughs> that was like my trip, you know. So definitely. Love, ah, that's so awesome. It was great, such great conversation. Yeah. Pedro, I'm so stoked that you came down. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies, absolutely. I'm I'm so stoked that you got to co-host. Oh, thank you. Brad, looks like you lost. miss you, man. Oh, Brad, it looks like He's you might have lost your job. Sorry, <laughs> the ladies are good. Yeah, and their segues are awesome. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and whatnot. Small um, yeah, it's so smooth. But definitely, we want to know more about your uh, surf academy. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely check it out. Poodlesurf.com. Because it's not just a school. It's actually an academy. Yeah. So it's a different concept from right. any other right. surf school. And uh, we ask about the prices and everything, <laughs> the week, the packages, if you want to be just like uh, in the hotel, if you want to do like uh, breakfast, if you want to be in the dorm, if you want to take the full package with skating. And uh, I think uh, throughout probably your social media or creed, uh, we should let everybody know because uh, we will, we want to do it for the, sure. The link will be in the, the uh, in our hookup on, yeah, not a on school, the description for this. Academy. And, yeah. So and it's the first time I hear that. You don't that, have to so. stay with us to right. go to the academy. Right. So, you know, we're yeah. open but to the we public. Want to stay with you. Oh, oh yeah. I want to. The property <laughs> looks, looks phenomenal. Thank you. And the, the, we we want to go there too. Yeah. We want to have you there. Yeah, it's a different concept. It's so smart, you know, so definitely. It's something different for sure. And maybe a little to serve. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right, well, I'm going to walk us out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode number 38. You. Yeah. It is the 11th of October. We're here at First Surf Shop in South Beach, Miami. This is Talk Story of Thank You Surfing. Brad, Wells, we miss you. We've got Pedro Cheers. right next to me from Pudo Surf. Cheers. Definitely check them out, PudoSurf.com. Anuk and Fulvia, thank you again thank you. Uh, to our new beer sponsor for the shop, House Beers out of Venice, California. They do only one beer, and they, it's one beer done right, and it's always in good taste. Thank you very much, Caleb. Thanks for making things happen. I'm Christian Delaglesia from First Surf Shop. And I approve this message. Go surf. It's